Uh, hi, I'm Mike Carey, sometimes Mark Carey. I write fantasy and horror and science fiction in a whole bunch of formats. Prose, comics, screenplays, occasionally games and radio plays. This is a series with author M.R. Carey. The start of the series is episode 148. I'm going to connect a couple of things here. So I heard earlier in the first, when we talked about comics is that that taught you how to be very careful with your words and, and meet a budget to tell a story. And then that yep. helped you get into, um, uh, write novels that were tighter and, and intentional. So that's the kind of like the craft connection between comics and, and, um, and novels. I'm wondering also, is there any stories that you brought from your comics and novelized them or maybe even vice versa? So cr- crossing genre with the same story. I'm trying to think, actually. Like, I, I've certainly done um, prose, written prose fiction set in the same world as some of my comics. I did a comic with Peter Gross called Highest House, which was a fantasy about a slave boy in a sort of medieval, pseudo-medieval society who makes a pact with a demon in order to free the slaves. And I also wrote, as far as part of the sort of mythology of that comic story, I wrote a prose story which was kind of a legend in the society that this boy Moth lived in. And that was used as packaged with the, with the comic. Uh, and the idea was if we'd carried on, I also wrote it like a, a history of the country and a history of slavery in the country, like as, a, as, a, as a, an academic essay, and that was included with the comic. And the idea was if we'd carried on with it, there would have been much more of that, much more of the sort of like unpacking of the world into, uh, into, into other forms, into pictures that Peter would have drawn and maps and into prose that I would have written. Unfortunately, the, uh, the book wasn't a huge success. We wrote it for a French publisher, Edition Blenard, and it, it, uh, the, the, it, it didn't sell. I think it was too American, really, for a, for a European publisher. It had more success when we republished it with IDW in the States. It was, uh, it was sort of very positively reviewed there, but we only did six issues of it. Oh, okay. And that was a case where you, you actually went the opposite direction of what I expected, but, but that's fine. So you're saying you had a comic, but then you paired it with an a, a essay, and that essay is in a book form? Is that, do I understand yep. that right? Uh, yeah. and, oh. and a short story, an essay and a short story. Oh. And, of course, and of course, I've done, I've done lots of adaptation. Uh, I did comic adaptation of Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. I did a comic adaptation of Ender's Shadow oh. by Orson Scott Card. Um, even more weirdly, I did the comic book adaptation of the first Fantastic Four movie. So oh. I adapted a movie <laughs> That's interesting. that was based on a comic book right. <laughs> back into a comic book. That, that kind of did my head in, to be honest. <laughs> but, but adaptation, adaptation is great because you're basically, you're never just um, translating something straight across. What you're doing is you're, you're breaking a story down into all of its component parts. And then you're looking at the parts and seeing, are they load bearing and what are they there to do? And then you find the way to do that that works in the other medium. So it's a wonderful way of kind of like learning how stories function. Wow. It, it's, it's just, it's just, it's crazy fun. 
And it's sort of like analytical fun. It's fun in a sort of crossword puzzle way as well. <laughs> okay, nicely said. All right. Let's talk about your X Factor. So what was your... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably a little apropos since you also do comics, but what was your special X Factor that lets you write the unique way you do? I, I'm, I'm not 100% convinced that I have an X Factor, but if I do, <laughs> if I do, I think I listen to other people talk a lot. If I'm out in the world anywhere, I'm in a cafe or a restaurant or... Um, on a train uh, or a bus or whatever, I'm constantly tuned into the conversations around me. I steal other people's voices all the time. I don't think of it as stealing. It's just like filing the serial numbers off and repurposing. But I, I, I love to hear how people talk, and I think that feeds through into the dialogue. I think probably the thing I do best in storytelling is dialogue. And I think that's probably because I'm, I'm constantly, um, like, eavesdropping on other people's dialogue and like thinking about it, probing it, playing nice. with it. Nice. Do you take notes when that happens? <laughs> no, that would be too obvious. I, just, <laughs> I, re- I rely on memory. But if you, if, you t- if you took notes and somebody caught you at it, they'd, uh, you know, they, 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 might, uh, they might take exception. <laughs> sort of like a spy there. Um, yep. All right. It'd be nine. I'd be nine spy, not, not, not a spy. Who's hey, well, you know, it's not, not a nation state spy. It's a personal <laughs> spy of some kind. If you enjoy listening to Sci-Fi Thoughts, but find it difficult to remember to check the website for new shows, get this technology from the future. Install into your phone a podcast player. Using this, you can subscribe to our podcast feed. And next thing you know, you'll be cruising around in your car with your phone plugged in, playing sci-fi thoughts, or you'll be out there jogging, or you'll be doing whatever you want to do. And have your ears plugged into some cool science fiction programming. You can find instructions on lancerkind.com. We've got some goodies for you in the show notes, along with links to M.R. Carey's author site, his personal website, as well as a link to a cover of the Book of Coley, a really special cover where if you look at it with your Google lens, you will see some cool on-cover animation. How to find the show notes? They're right there in your podcast player. If you just tap on the link that allowed you to play this in your podcast player, you will see the show notes. If you're not using a podcast player, go back to the site where you downloaded this MP3 and you will see the show notes on the webpage right there. If you're like my friend Steve and you missed the first episode, the series started at episode 148. You can find that in the show archive. You can find the archive by typing in Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Archive. Next episode, more MR Carry. Recently, you've received a special citation from the Philip K. Dick Awards Committee for the Book of Coley. How did it feel to get that recognition? And why do you think it caught the committee's attention? It, it felt great. I, 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 yeah, I, was, I was overjoyed to be in the list and overjoyed to sort of get the, uh, get the mention. 
not least because I love I love Philip K. Dick short stories, not the novels so much, but the short stories I, I absolutely adore. Why did it get the, the committee's attention? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, as with Girl With All The Gifts, if, if um, Book Of Coley does one thing right, it's, it's the voice. It, it's, uh, it, has a, it has an odd and unique voice. It's kind of me doing British English inflected version of Huckleberry Finn. It's a narrator who has learned to read and write very late in life. 